Combat Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the cantankerous Daniel Now. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn! I'm just kidding, I don't own a lawn. Yeah, we're, we're millennials. We can't own property. Did you hear about the Yancey Street Gang? Why, no, I didn't, Jesse. What about the Yancey Street Gang? I heard that they just... pranked the thing who we're talking about today. Wow. Yeah, no, I can't, I don't, I can't get... See, it, it was the Eternal we did earlier. It just took it out of me. So yeah, oh, we're talking about the thing, the ever-loving blue-eyed thing, known for... His fairy tales? No, yes. Known known for, uh, well, first off, being the blue-eyed thing, and second off, being uh, a sad sack. Yeah. That's also what I think is known as. But also Rocky, um, he's the thing, you know? He has a really bad best friend in Mr. Fantastic. Got a yeah. really bad best friend. And he always uh, fights with uh, Johnny. And he recently got married. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he finally got married to Alicia Masters. You know, he is kind of the odd one out, huh? The rest of them are all family, and he's just kind of there. Well, he's like honorary family. He's, he was like good friends with the family. Yeah, but it he's is- not actually family, though, is the thing. Is the thing. There it is. We got there, guys. The thing. He's big and rocky. Doesn't wear a shirt often. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Um, He wore a tuxedo recently because he was getting married. As is expected. If you get married, that means you got the nuptials at the end there. And that logistically must have been difficult. Well, canonically... From the late Stan Lee's mouth himself. He does have a rocky penis. <laughs> which, is... which it would be horrifying if he had just a normal human penis. Yeah, that would not be good. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. Like, it'd just be like... <laughs> just but when, like they, can, they can really only go, like, uh, cowgirl, right? Because he's so heavy. Like, he'd crush her otherwise. Well, I mean, you could get pretty creative. He he's just very blocky though. Like I don't know, I don't know if the flexibility's there. He's definitely strong enough to be able to hold anyone he wants oh, to. I guess that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So yeah, his real name is Benjamin Jacob. He's a perform- He's a professional adventurer. He's a professional adventurer, which means he's not just an adventurer. He actually gets paid to do stuff. To adventure, yeah. Test pilot, adventurer, and wrestler. So he he also does unlimited weight class wrestling hmm. as well, which is the wrestling for the super strength people and like oh, the I really see. big people. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Like for people, walk, like I feel like that could get really out of hand really quickly. Well, there's rules in place and whatnot, and like it's a world that's you know they they could probably set things up to where it's, there's not too much danger for the people outside. Of the ring. I don't know, like you try to throw a guy down, you're gonna like splinter the concrete beneath the ring, the whole building's gonna shake. You can reinforce that stuff. This is a world that has tons of super strength people. It's probably by default you have earthquake proof stuff. 
Yeah, but like these guys are real strong. We're talking about like what Spider-Man can lift like what sixty tons, ten tons, ten tons. That's a lot. That's a lot of force. So I'm saying. Well, you just you just reinforce you just reinforce the the building specifically for this. Think Spider-Man's ever participated in unlimited weight class wrestling? I don't think he has, but that'd be interesting. He'd be strong enough because yeah. uh, I think the entry rule is you have to be able to do three tons. Hmm. It'd be um, it'd be like fun because in the first Spider-Man movie he also wrestled. Maybe he could fight Sawbone again, or was it Bone Saw or Buzzkill? One of those Bone names Saw. is certainly the guy. That doesn't bring up a lot when I search. It's just mostly about rest- weight class and uh, wrestling weight classes and um, Spider-Man. I don't think it has a lot of it does not have a lot of good like uh, appearances in movies. Actually, yeah, no, it's really just the two. Yeah, and like I don't think Michael Chiklis played the first the, the live action thing. I don't think it was bad. He, the suit looked awful, but it wasn't bad. Um, but the but the fan the fan four stick four the f- uh. The one that had um Oh the dancer guy. I remember reading about the that. The dancer guy, yeah. Uh that one that thing was awful. Yeah. That was an awful thing. That was thing. a weird casting choice. Yeah. So like I don't like the thing I don't think the thing just gets like for the most part, I think the thing is like one of the more sympathetic characters mm. you'll get. Cause first off, like like his his best friend mm-hmm. was just like we're gonna get to the mood before those Ruskies. Yep. And pretty much ruined his life mm-hmm. because of that. And uh, like he keeps on being promised that he'll be returned back. And he does get returned back to being just regular old human Ben Grimm, but then he realizes that it's just like, yeah, but like I'm almost nothing when I'm not big and rocky. <laughs> So he just turns himself back. I feel like, given Mr. Fantastic's intellect, it should almost certainly be possible to make him flesh, but still super strong. <laughs> yeah, like, he should definitely be able to. He also, also, another thing. It's clobbering time. He is part of an organization that can induce artificial super strength. Yeah. Like the unlimited weight class. Oh, yeah, like a lot of those people have artificial super strength. They're doping. Yeah, so like he could he could be flesh and have super strength. Yeah, he first showed up in Fantastic Four, number one. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. He was a football star, and he was also a test pilot. He was a highly skilled test pilot, which is something I don't think that gets brought up a lot. No, like he's a really good pilot, and I feel like his life would have been pretty good if he was just a pilot. You know, he would have got paid pretty well. Really, he should have just moved to uh, DC Comics because their test pilots got cool space ring powers. I feel like he could be a Green Lantern. Man, I feel like uh, like the problem is, is it's like he has so much stuff. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. hard for me to focus on something. Yeah, he's been around for a minute. He was brought. He was brought into Battle World. Also, um, he was so loved. He had his own like run of a comic was that Marvel 2 and 1 and the Thing comic. So like he was almost like the Wolverine of his time. Hmm. Before the Wolverine got was around a lot. 
So, like, he would just kind of show up randomly in other people's comics a lot. He had his own, he had a couple of his own comics himself. And, like, his stories tend to be the the thing-focused stories in the Fantastic Four during, like, the bad years still tend to be the best stories out mm. of it. Um, he's a very sympathetic character. He's always been very, um, like, he's been sad. But, like, in a way that was very charming. Mm. He's always the one who is kind of their grounding element, almost. Like, he's the one makes that brings Makes sense, every- since he's made out of rocks. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. He kind of, like, kind of goes on the team and quits the team. For a while, he was the leader of the Fantastic Four, when um, Sue and Mr. Fantastic were just kind of off being- Doing like, it? Like, trying to raise their kid. Yeah, just doing it. Doing it for a long time. Um, one of the one of the fun things, though, is uh, during the nineties. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, during the eighties, I should say. Uh, he broke up. Well, Alicia Masters, his mm-hmm. his now wife, broke up with him, and turns out she was dating Johnny. Oh, and they got married. Ooh, dang, get them on Jerry! Jerry, (laughs) Jerry, Jerry! So, but it turns out that that Alicia was Mm -hmm. retconned to be a scroll. Oh, you've told me about this, yeah. Who did love Johnny Storm, and was part of the Fantastic Four for a very long time. Now I feel like they could get on Dr. Phil. Yeah, now they can get on Phil. He also, at one point, mutated a little bit more through uh because he had to go back into space mm-hmm. uh through the radiation st- uh, that radiation storm and uh he mutated again where he basically just looked like an even spikier more rocky version makes sense eventually he got back uh at one point he was part of the avengers uh the mighty avengers and he also turned into angrier 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 Breaker of Souls right. during Fear Itself, where he got like a hammer that made him into a Magic the Gathering character. Basically, yeah, very Magic the Gathering. Even had like the like a uh, looks like a cosmic horror squid thing wrap around his body, mm. uh, where he was just brutally murdered by uh, Thor <laughs> to make a point. He joined the uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy very briefly, where he was the pilot on the team. This is the incarnation of the team that I hated personally. Mm. Um, it had uh, Kitty Pride as the Star Lord, and um, for whatever reason, they made Groot look like a Rasta dude. Like he had like dreads nice. and stuff. It was awful. I hated it. The art was awful, and also I just, mm, I just really didn't like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is Blackbeard. He's canonically Blackbeard. He was he was put back in time, and he became Blackbeard, and then. Kind of a crazy thing when you're made out of rocks. I feel like you wouldn't want to be on a boat all the time, but... Apparently there's an alternate reality where he was the only one sent on uh, the space flight. But it was sent... But it was set in the um, the 1930s. He was a pilot of a satellite that was shot in orbit around the moon. He has, like... He goes by Mr. Grimm and he has, like, uh, five, like... Rough em ups. That's interesting. He showed up in a lot of uh, ca- cartoons as well. Um, 
I think my favorite version of him mm. is the Fantastic Four World's Greatest Heroes. He just wears pants and he has the Fantastic Four spray painted on his sh- on his chest. That's pretty good. He's pretty good. I like him. I like him a lot in that one. Hoping they they do a good version of him when Marvel does Fantastic Four again. But you know, it's whatever. So I think we're pretty much done. I wish I could like do more, but like honestly. It's really hard to focus in on these big characters on a single thing. Sure, and I'm gonna be—I'm gonna be honest. I don't really care for the thing. I—I I like him, but like, it's just like he's not the most interesting part of Fantastic he's, Four. He's got a bad character and costume design and a boring power. Um, I like that he wrestles. But That's fun. If it, if it were just about him wrestling, I'd probably be more interested. Yeah. So so yeah. Let's get to our plugs. Yeah. Uh, as for me, I do a podcast called OK Crusader. Uh, you can find that at shoutengine.com slash OK Crusader by searching OK Crusader wherever you'd search for a podcast. And this is one that is like this, but hornier and R-rated. And we talk about how dateable superheroes and supervillains and all of those wonderful Marvel characters really are. And then my other one is Audiomorphs, found at audiomorphs.podbean.com, or again, by searching Audiomorphs wherever you would search for a podcast. This is one where I take the young adult sci-fi series, Animorphs, and I just read the whole thing out loud in an auditory format. So, one thing I want to bring up real quick, before I do my plugs, Mm -hmm. is the Fantastic Four, like the famous Fantastic Four cover, number one cover. Um, it has the invisible woman saying, I can't, I, I can't turn invisible fast enough. How can we stop the creature? She's already being held by the creature. Did they think that invisibility, intangibility? I mean, maybe, maybe he, he could, he, he gets confused. And he's like, oh, I thought I was holding her. Where'd she go? And then he opened his hand to like, take a closer look. I don't think that's how it works. I feel like if you're holding something and you could see that they turned invisible in your hand. I'm also not sure then, like, what the rush is either way, because once you achieve that state, either intangible or invisible, whatever your goal is, I feel like the speed isn't really the- unless he's, like, crushing her, but it sounds like he's just holding her. Yeah. So, like, even if- even if this invisibility somehow, like, was essential to her escaping, I feel like the- the speed isn't really a factor here at all. Yeah, if you're already being held. Yeah, you can just take your time, and once you achieve that state, you can get out. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, but but yeah, so my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. Um, If you want to see my little cryptid, my cat with four thumbs, you can go to at Marvelous Mooch on Instagram. I also have uh, a Twitter, which is... Uh, Twitter and Instagram, which is both are at Alphabet Flight. Um, I have a Patreon, which is linked in the description below. And besides that, my, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight. And please listen to Prince Namor. And don't toot that horn. Bye. Bye. Bye.